built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperately. This show is brought to you in part by Mile IQ, the number one mileage tracker app that more than a million Americans trust to automatically log their drives every day. Mile IQ is the only mileage tracker app that detects logs and calculates your drives for you automatically, which is why it's on my personal iPhone. It's incredibly easy to use, keeps all your drives securely stored in the cloud. The average Mile IQ user logs $547 a month in drives. That's over $6,000 a year in miles you could be claiming. So text Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R, to this number, 31996, to start your 40-drive free trial. Create an account this week, and you'll get 20% off an annual plan. So folks, can you imagine if the consequences to everything you did, every decision you made, good and bad, happened immediately? I mean, we'd eradicate 95% of our bad behavior. So this is, this is the topic of today's show. We're going to listen to 12 and a half minutes of Zig on stage where he opens the doors for this concept that I'm going to then smack us all in the face with just a little bit. Um, hey, if you want to start the week off right, I've been talking about this for a few weeks. You can get a Ziggler quote sent to your text, tech, you know, on your phone. It'll interrupt you as you plow into the busy week. Just one text, one quote, and we'll include a small link that gives you the quote in a great looking image from our Facebook page. So I do it to myself. I'm on the list as well. And it comes across and I click the link and boom, there's that image. And it's just something that will stop me and get me to face the right direction. Get my head on straight. This morning, I sent a quote out that's highly relevant today's, to today's show. It said, the choice to have a great attitude is something nobody or no circumstance can take from you. So you can sign up right now, text Ziggler to this number, 38470. That's it. Again, in your two field, type in this five-digit number, 38470, and in the message, Ziggler, 38470, and then send Ziggler. So before I give you Zig, I'm going to ask a favor. If you get value from this Ziggler show... 
and feel it benefits your life, will you do these things for us? One, post a show to your social media. Just grab the link and post it to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or wherever. Let others know. And if you want to let me know, you can find me at Agent K Miller uh, on Facebook and tag me uh, right there. Or on Twitter, it's Agent Miller. And uh, let me know. Uh, number two, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or even four, you know, is okay uh, if you've got a critique for us. But even better, write a quick review over there as well. And last, subscribe, not just listen, but actually hit the subscribe button in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your shows. All this helps us get the message of inspiring true performance to others. And, uh, and hey, you know, we're proud to state we are a business. We like to make a profit just as we strive to help you make more profit in all aspects of your life. But thank you to all who have been listening and forwarding the show. We sat this last week in the top 100 podcast worldwide, all categories. And that's just an honor. All right, folks. Well, here then is Zig. And then I'm going to help you dig into this subject. How many admit you're old enough to remember when computers first came out? Okay. Now, when they first came out, you know, the language, you go garbage in, garbage out. Well, I think all of us at one time or another might've heard that. Well, we have another one. That's true. It's absolutely true. You know, the Bible says, as you sow, so also shall you reap. We say you put the good stuff in to get the good stuff out. Now, that shouldn't be very difficult to understand because we're affected in attitude by so many different things. When you got the right attitude, you will respond to life instead of reacting. Now, what do I mean by that? Have you ever gone to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription and says, see me tomorrow? You walk in the next day and she shakes her head and says, uh-oh, your body is reacting to the medicine. We've got to change the prescription. You get nervous. But if she says, you know, hey, the prescription is working, your body is responding to treatment. Respond is positive. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been driving down the highway or down the, on your way to work, minding your business, you're neither positive nor negative, you're just kind of in neutral, and all of a sudden some idiot... Uh, you know, to be kind to him, pulls in front of you, you hit your brakes, you hit your horn, and you give him a big old fish in the and say, why don't you watch where you're going, you dummy? You could have hit me, we could have both been killed, but I got your tag number, and the next time I see you out here, it's going to be me and you. <laughs> you get to the office, and what do you do? You tell the first person you see about that idiot on these streets out there, must have been on drugs or drugs or something. I'm telling you, I can't believe the way people are doing that. You tell the second person you talk to about these crazy folks around you, and the third person, and the fourth person. And in the meantime, the dude that did the dastardly deed rides merrily along, doesn't have a clue that you even exist. And yet he's in complete control of you, your attitude. Affecting the way you do your job. Affecting the way you affect other people. Building a ceiling over you that is a low ceiling, far lower than you're capable of reaching. Simply because you reacted instead of responded. Another question. Have you ever been uh, running a little bit late for an important appointment? And you're going along real good and all of a sudden there's a huge traffic jam in front of you at the worst possible time. How many of you have ever, ever done that? Okay. How many of you will confess that uh, when you saw that, you slapped the steering wheel and you stomped your foot, you know, and shook your fist? Why don't they do something around here about that? How long is this traffic jam? I mean, have any of you ever done that? Can I see your hand? (laughs) 
Well, this is probably going to surprise you, but that's exactly what I recommend. Because I'm certain you discovered that the louder you blew the horn, the people in front of you just opened the lane so you could go on through. <laughs> now, folks, if there's a better way, you'd want to know what it was, wouldn't you? Answers yes. Remember, I, I, I help you on the tough ones, okay? Well, this is where Automobile University comes in. What you want to do is try to guesstimate the length of the delay. Boy, it's going to keep us here 30 minutes. Now, let me see. In 30 minutes' time, I can build my vocabulary with at least 10 new words. I can learn two new sales closes. I can uh, study this investment strategy. Did you know that you can learn everything from Chinese art to the Bible while you're seated in automobile University. I was a visiting scholar for the University of Southern California for two years, and here's what they discovered. In three years' time, if you live in a metropolitan area and drive 12,000 miles a year, and if you don't live in a metropolitan area, you probably drive a whole lot further than that. But in three years' time, you can acquire the equivalent of two years of college in your automobile. Automobile University is truly a magnificent place to get the education you might have missed a little earlier in your life. Stephen Joe Payne bought the idea in Automobile University. Now, he got his GED when he was 22 years old. Then he heard about Automobile University 10 years ago, and he went back to school. Since then, he's become a translator for his company in Spanish and French. He also speaks Italian, Japanese, German, Russian, Portuguese, Norwegian, and he's learning Cherokee and starting Polish. And 98% of all of it has been learned in Automobile University. Folks, you see, we have no excuse whatever for not continuing our education. See, you can finish school and you can make it easy. That's not true of education. You never finish it, and it's seldom easy. But Automobile University comes as close to being easy as anything I have ever seen. You can arrive at your work better prepared or you can arrive at your job worse prepared because of the attitude you have. Now, when you prepare properly and listen properly, develop the plan of action the day before vacation approach as you did uh, on that day. If we can do it that day, why can't we do it? Every day. I'm talking about working smarter, not working harder. Now, the attitude itself is important. But I got to confess, I get a little perturbed with some of these folks who say, man, with positive thinking, you can just do anything. Folks, that simply is not true. I'm a positive thinker. Uh, And, you know, I really am. I mean, anybody would tell you that if they know me at all. But with all of my positive, optimistic, uplook, uh, beat on life, if you needed major surgery, I wouldn't recommend me. Oh, I'd do the best I could. I really would. I'd be enthusiastic, motivated, positive. I'd give it my best shot, but you'd still die. Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything. Better than negative thinking will. Positive thinking will let you use the ability, the training, the experience, the knowledge you have. And that is awesome. How many of you recognize the name Shaquille O'Neal? The Shaq. Can I see your hand? 
Makes two and a half billion dollars a year playing basketball and, and other things. He does make an obscene amount of money. He's seven feet, two or three inches tall, weighs 312 or 13 or 14 pounds. He's motivated, he's excited, he's enthusiastic. He's a great basketball player. But I'm here to tell you, with all of that positive thinking he's got, he'd be a total and complete failure as a jockey. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he'd have to carry the horse across the line, uh, wouldn't he? No, absolutely, you cannot, you cannot do anything with positive thinking, but you can do everything better than you can with negative thinking. Well, how does it work? Well, you know, we got a lot of bright lights right here right now, but when we came in here earlier today, it was pitch dark in here. The the way they light this is absolutely, to me, incredible. You know how they light this studio? They just throw flip switches. That's all they do is flip switches, flip flip switches. And and lights come on. Now, why does it come on? It comes on because the electricity has already been generated and stored. Flipping the switch releases the electricity, and the lights come on. The youngster who thinks with positive thinking, he or she can walk in a test and ace it, but they haven't gotten the information, they haven't studied it, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Now, if they have prepared, when they walk in for the test, the positive thinking releases the knowledge. And as a result, they do better than they would have done if they'd walked in. Oh, I never do well on these tests. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's not fair the way these teachers do these things, all right? Now, as we say, your positive thinking will let you do certain things, but you've got to have some skills to go with it. Uh, I recently went uh, to my dentist. Now, I hope he finished way up in his class. But I hope he went to dental school. As a matter of fact, not only did he go to school, but he excelled in it. Now, in addition, he's got a good positive attitude. But to go with the attitude, he's got the skill. Now, you put them together. That's when you really get the job done. Several years ago, I had the privilege of speaking to Notre Dame University before one of their big games. Lou Holtz has been a friend of mine for a number of years. And as the redhead and I sat there, we noticed that in addition to the three assistant coaches with us, there were three student managers. And one of the assistant coaches would every few minutes uh, say something like, you know, I need to know about such and such. And he'd point at one of the uh, student managers and that kid would get up in a dead run. A couple of minutes later, one of the other assistant coaches would say, you know, I need to know what's happening over here. And one of the young ladies would hop up and go in a dead run. Lou Holtz told me, that over the years, he's noticed something very interesting. He said when uh, they start as student managers, they have about 250 start in the freshman class. By the time they finish, only 50 of them have toughed it out for four years. But he said, I always, when I meet somebody on the road and a young man or a young woman comes up to me and said, you know, I was a student manager at Notre Dame for four years He said, I only ask him one question. What is the name of the company you are running today? And he says, virtually every one of them will identify the company. Now, those that don't always say, well, actually, I don't run the company, but my department has 245 people in it. Now, why is that? One of the oldest principles about attitude, you see, the attitude tree has a lot of branches to it. And one of them is that these kids learn to be obedient. 
See, that's one of the first rules of leadership. First of all, you got to obey so that when you get in a command position and you issue orders, you expect them uh, to obey. You expect them to follow through. Now, expectancy is a magic word. Parental expectations has a direct bearing on the performance of their children. Educators will tell you that the educator's expectations will have a direct bearing on the performance of the students. Uh, I can tell you as an employer that employer expectations has a direct bearing on the performance of the employees, our associates. So the way we expect things does always make a big difference. And Lou was saying that these people had what we call the immigrant's attitude. We heard an immigrant speak a little bit earlier. His name was Chris Dunham. Now, immigrants are four times as likely to become millionaires in America as are the people who are born here. That's right. Why is that? They leave friends, families, support groups, and everything else back home. But they come here with that vision, with that dream. They come here with the full expectations that America is a place where they can become rich. Chris got here with $9 in his pocket. There's only been two weeks in the 11 years he's been here that he wasn't working. His first job only paid him $1.75 an hour. But he didn't work just eight hours. He worked four more hours that day. And he gave everything he had to the job. He put everything in it. That's a typical immigrant's attitude. And when we put in it what we've got, that generally is enough to get what we really want. So folks, Zig leads off with, you reap what you sow. And you put good stuff in, you get good stuff out. I mean, that's just, you know, one of those statements that he spits out there that if we really take captive, I mean, it's huge. It's life changing stuff. You put good stuff in, you get good stuff out. I I mean, this stuff just, I, I get the honor of listening and commentary, giving commentary on these shows. And that just stops me in my track. I mean, I have a little flip calendar in my kitchen with a quote and a scripture. I try to flip it over every day. And last week, one of them said, it just kind of stuck with me. It said, sin would have few takers if the consequences occurred immediately. There then is the topic or the direction I took this show. I mean, nothing could be more true. You know, most of, most of, you know, I'm heavily invested in health and wellness with the focus being functional medicine. You can go look that up online if you want to know what functional medicine is. It's about getting you well, getting to root causes, not just symptoms. I'm actually traveling to San Diego this week for the American Association of Private Practitioners to speak on a panel. No, I'm not a doctor, uh, but uh, I, I help. Um, well, I do just what I do with Ziggler, man. I promote great messages and get people in to experience them. So in this business, we see the long-term effects of poor lifestyle choices. And I, I say that with no judgment because I'm a patient as well from something I didn't know. I thought it was actually a, I was doing good lifestyle choices and I was doing a lot of them, but I was doing some bad ones as well. And then those build up. So to the point of the quote though, I mean, you can eat donuts, fast food, chips, and beer today, tomorrow. You might not feel much different immediately, but eventually you will see the effects. And we all know that, but we don't live in that, in that knowledge. I mean, as you age, you get chronic issues, immobility, dementia, disease, and more. Those are what we see. And then we're here in America, especially, we have some of the worst statistics and, and growth of 
illness, disease. Now we're really good at fixing things and keeping keeping people alive uh, at a lesser state than their utmost ability and vibrance, but uh, it's not. The stats don't look good. But listen, imagine. Okay, and this is the, the where I'm getting us to with this topic today. Imagine if it was a tangible daily consequence, an immediate consequence. Okay, you eat donuts, fast food, chips, and beer one day. Wake up the next morning to go to work. Uh, in school or whatever, and boom, half your hair fell out. You had 50 pounds of fat slapped onto your body overnight. You had age spots. Your walk was now a shuffle. You couldn't think with much, with near as much clarity. I mean, your eyesight and hearing was half what it was the day before. Can you imagine? Well, then imagine uh, just as on the flip side that you could just as quickly reverse it. You eat high quality, you know, eggs and salmon. A majority of your food is fresh, organic fruits and vegetables. You consume a lot of water. You don't eat too much. You don't overeat. And the next morning, boom, you're back to your peak. I mean, if this ever happened, would you, would you ever have a day of a bad diet? And would you fudge much at all ever? So back to Zig's topic of good input in and good, you know, what you put good in, you get good out. And my gosh, it's, it's profound. I mean, what if, uh, let's take the same thing to our attitude joy, faith, happiness, ability to serve our family and others. What if that was just as immediate and volatile? What if a day with adequate amounts of negative input and lack of positive input immediately affected us? And again, just like my other analogy, we wake up and boom, next day we're clinically depressed, suicidal, emotionally numb, angry to the point of losing temper or rage, vengefully bitter, mentally unable to cope with without significant medication. I mean, if this were true, would we ever to Zig's point of positivity versus negativity, would we ever allow ourselves to engage uh, personally or, or even be amongst it, hearing others with complaining, whining, criticizing, crudeness, demeaning, uh, gossip, backbiting, well, let's go further. Would we listen to crude or angry music, watch unredeeming TV shows and sitcoms and reality TV shows and movies? Would we watch horror movies? How about porn? I mean, what's the point when we take in and allow negative, harmful input in so many varieties every day, because while it, I mean, to some aspect, it does affect us immediately. We all know that it can, but the really harmful effects are slow growing like a cancer. And for those of you who like me think, gosh, I don't let that much negativity in. I mean, I'm pretty aware of it. Maybe a little bad self-talk, maybe a, a brief criticism of someone, maybe a glance at the barely clothed red carpet celebrity in the online news site. And you get my, my point here. And my, well, actually, here's my favorite analogy. Well, that's it. I, I don't think I have that much, but it's just a little bit. So my favorite analogy on that, though, to put it in perspective is imagine if I made your favorite dessert, whatever it is, a cake brownie, ice cream, a pie, whatever, and made it from the most supreme, high-end, pure, grade-A ingredients. But I said, it just has one drop of dog crap in it. Would you eat it? I mean, if you did that every day over a year, you wouldn't notice it. But then at the end of the year, you've literally eaten a pound of raw dog crap. Okay, sorry for the gross analogy. But uh, I mean, we get the point. We let stuff in because we don't realize... We don't give credence really to what the long-term effects are, but we see it over time. And I see this again in the health and wellness arena with people and they've gotten so far, it's hard to reverse things. It's really hard whether, and I'm not talking about just health and wellness from a physiological, but psychological, emotional, 
And again, folks, we can't be perfect just like in health and wellness. We can't be perfect. Nobody's perfectly well. We can't be perfect, but we regularly let in drops of crap and don't count the long-term cost. So when we go back to, to Zig's statement of you reap what you sow, or, 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 but even more tangibly, you put good stuff in, you get good stuff out. We put bad stuff in, it has a consequence. We get bad stuff out in so many ways and we don't realize it. That's why he's so calling us to folks realize this. This isn't rocket science. He's calling you. He's calling me. He's been calling me all my life. And uh, I still need to hear it. I desperately, and in some ways more direly need to hear it because I want more. I want better for myself and therefore for my family and those I get the opportunity to serve. On the aspect of long-term costs, it's a great time to recognize a new, and thank you, Ziegler Show supporter, Concur. So if you're a business leader like I am, and you probably see your responsibilities growing every day, which makes it hard to stay focused on the most important part of your job, managing and growing the bottom line. And at the same time, your job's getting bigger. Your employees are expecting more. And these days there's a device or an app. It seems like just for about everything and employees expect the same conveniences at work that they get at home, especially when it comes to expense reporting. What a pain that can sometimes be, but it can be made easier with Concur. You can give your employees the tools they want to use. Concur lets employees create, submit, and approve expenses, plus manage invoices with a great function also specifically for travel expenses from any device anywhere in the world. So when you empower your employees, the benefits are felt by everyone. And as the business leader, Concur gives you accurate, consolidated spending data instantly, giving you the visibility and insight to drive cost savings, happier employees, more productivity, and the data you need, all leading to a healthier bottom line, expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com slash Ziggler. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com slash Ziggler. Uh, let's go to Zig's next aspect uh, that he hits in the talk, reacting instead of responding. And as I thought about, you, you know, you, you can play with semantics and those aren't really that dramatically different. If you look up the term reacting in the dictionary, it actually has the word respond as well. But we get the point. Think of react like a boom, a reflex and respond like a thought out, deliberate decision. So most of us have heard that, you know, we've talked about that. Do we really take it captive? Well, let's do that for just a second here. We're talking about the lower self and the higher self. And we see that we know people sometimes ourselves, but we probably know other people who, man, they just really live in that lower negative base, reactive, emotional self. And then others that we know that react from a higher self, they, they have well, you get my point, higher self. So my wife, she does developmental cognitive research, okay? And she describes it scientifically. So for those of you who like to really dig into the root words, the amygdala, okay? That's, that's reacting from your, in a sense, your lower self. I mean, there's great aspects of it, but here's the definition of amygdala. The integrative center for emotions, emotional behavior, and motivation. It reacts. It's where your natural emotions of anger, fear, joy come from, and you can't stop feeling them. Those aren't wrong, but you can stop from reacting them. That's the higher self, the response, which scientifically that's your prefrontal cortex. And we're getting deep today. This, this is the brain region. It's been implicated in planning complex cognitive behavior, personality expression, decision-making and moderating social behavior. Get that last point? Decision-making and moderating social behavior. It's a decided 
response. So it made me think of one of my favorite analogies. You probably heard it. It's credited. I I looked actually online trying to find it's credited to an unnamed native American elder about a, it's the two dogs tale. Uh, the version goes like this inside of me. He says inside of me, there are two dogs. One of the dogs is mean and evil. Okay. There's your reactive self. The other dog is good. Okay. That's your more, more mature self. The, the mean dog fights the good dog all of the time. And when asked which dog wins, he reflected for a moment and replied, the one I feed the most. Boom, or right back to Zig. This is his cry for us. It's what made Zig Ziglar the most revered name in personal development. I mean, we're all human. We all have good and bad in us. We can't stop that. Which one do we feed? And I think a lot of us, including myself, as always, think, well, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily feeding one or the other. I'm just doing life. You know, I'm just trying to make it through the day. And that's what he's saying is take it captive, feed that good dog so that as you go through the demands of the day, you are doing it with your best self. And he was talking, he, he had his talk there about, uh, as he often has, it's, it's an anal- or a story he tells, it's difficult for me, or not a story, but just an instance where he says, you know, if you take it captive, when you come up and you're on your way to something, you need to get somewhere and there's a traffic jam and boom, you're stuck. He would say, okay, well, what's this give this, give us the opportunity to do, you know, 30 minutes to, to, uh, for automobile university. But that is a hard one for me, folks. This is just, a um, an admission. I mean, delays, uh, I, I'm not proud to say this. I'm possibly one of the most impatient people I've ever met, if not the most, I live in a small town and my office is a mile from my home. I'm self-employed. I've created a life where I have little obstacles and I can do what I want when I want. Well, as, as, as few, well, I got seven kids that does put some <laughs> crimps my time a little bit, but when a delay happens, oh my gosh, I can hardly stay on my skin. And to take that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm usually probably late to somewhere already, which of course the mature thing would be not to be so late to account for that, but I'm trying to fit more in cause I want to do more. And you know, it's not an easy answer for me, but I realize when I hear Zig talking about this, taking the moment captive reacting or, or responding from my higher self, I need to do that because if I can't change it, especially I can't stop that traffic jam. I'm just sitting there poisoning myself. So I'm aware of this folks, as some of you guys are, have not conquered it. Maybe being aware, it's the first part of it. I'm probably a little bit better, but man, uh, I need to hear this. So him talking about Automobile University, the point is redeeming the time. We have so many things that we do. And I think people today are, are, are better at it. We have so many mobile devices now. You know, we can put whatever we want on our phone and listen to it. And people are better at listening to more intentional things uh, with their time spent commuting, spent running, riding a bike, working out, uh, whatever it may be, uh, waiting in the airport, which I'll be doing in a couple of days. So, you know, but most of us, we fill the drive time. It's, uh, it's, it's tempting to just with nothing, you know, just some random music, talk radio that we're not really listening to or, or getting any benefit from. And I don't want to guys, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of music. I don't know if there's a bigger fan of music on this planet than I am. I, I play Spotify all day long. There's a free plug. They're not a sponsor. I wish they were, uh, but it's a true story. I use them all day long. Matter of fact, if you use Spotify, search for Special K and you'll find my playlist at the top. And I'm a huge fan of listening to great music. It moves me. And it's often, I tell you what, every one of these shows, I'm listening to music when I'm, when I'm crafting these shows and crafting the direction that we're going to go. 
Uh, and, you know, talk radio. Gosh, we recently had Dave Ramsey on the Ziegler show, one of the biggest talk radio celebrities that there is. Listen to him and you'll get your finances under control and find your financial peace or, or listen to nothing. Meditate, pray. That's, that's one that hits me sometimes. It's hard. But the point is we, we often just have meaningless time. We listen to music and talk radio that's just mind bubblegum. We chew and chew but get no nourishment, fulfillment, or sustenance. And, you know, as I talk about that, folks, I, I am often an all or nothing type of guy, black and white, and I can get imprisoned in that. And I've had to, in my own maturity, give myself permission. You know what? I don't have to do automobile university and redeem every moment. Sometimes I, I my brain needs a break and it, it deserves a break and that's okay. And I can do my 10 minute drive home and just listen to some mind bubble gum or listen to nothing or not have some mind blowing idea, you know, uh, or, or, or purpose in it. That's okay. At least for me, maybe that'll speak to some of you folks. This, cause I know there's some that get caught up into this thing. Oh my gosh, I cannot waste one absolute second. It's okay. We're going for the overall benefit here. So, uh, I say that, I think that'll probably reach a few people as it reached me. You know, I did this myself recently, uh, in looking at what we were listening to on the way to school with my kids, I can so often get in the habit just of thinking about what's ahead of me. They're in the back talking. I usually have five at least in the car with me and they're talking and stuff. They don't necessarily need me, but I thought, man, I'm still, I, I could take it captive more. And so I, uh, have gotten, they go to a private Christian school into the habit of asking them, uh, what Bible verse are you memorizing. They do that every week and they'll usually rattle something off and I'll say, well, so what did that mean to you? And they generally, now they're getting used to it now, but they're generally at the beginning at least would say, I don't know. I just memorized it. I said, well, come on guys. I, I understand that. But memorizing it, of course, is there's no benefit. You don't get points in heaven. Uh, you get them in school, I guess, <laughs> oddly, even at a Christian school, but you don't get them in heaven for memorizing a verse. You're just memorizing. And, and that's not the point, right? Yeah, daddy. Okay. So what did it mean to you? And they'll talk about it. Oh my gosh. Talk about the redeeming and getting us all on the same page. Whatever little thing is relevant and works for you. The point is let's redeem the majority of our time, right? Well, Zig goes on and hits the aspect that he often does. Positive thinking releases the best of our abilities, the abilities that already exist. We don't listen to positive thinking positive information in it and it necessarily creates what's not there. It can to some degree, of course, but the point that he wants to hit is you have the best already inside you, but we often squelch it by not growing it. And we squelch it further with negative thinking, negative input. It's released the beauty, the gift, the ability, the brilliance we have in us, the God given ordained anointed abilities we have in us are released with positive thinking. You know, back to my story on health and wellness. I mean, sugar, gluten, processed foods, overeating, those squelch my brain and my body function. Fresh fruits, vegetables, whole foods, water, moderation, release the best that my brain and my body have to offer. We're on the same thread over and over here. Well, Zig tells a story about his dentist and uh, he's grateful for the guy's positive, enthusiastic outlook, right? But he also wants him to have the necessary 
skills. And I listened, literally, I took the headphones out as I was doing this in my living room and had my wife listen to it. It's just so so funny to hear him be real, you know, about positive, being positive, positive thinking doesn't allow you to do anything, right? It's not going to help him be a great surgeon on you. You wouldn't want him because you would die. Uh, and it's, it's funny and honest and I appreciate, again, this is one of the things that set Zig apart and set his message apart from so many people on stage who acted like what they had was the Holy grail to everything. And he's, I love his humility in this, but you know, we are in a culture that's focused on skills, right? Fulfilling the role. We have hordes of people in the workplace focus on their role and fulfilling a required duty, we go get certifications and degrees to learn, to, to, to prove that we can do X, Y, Z. But we all know the difference between having our money taken with a smile or a frown back to the enthusiastic outlook is dramatic. It accounts for thousands of our personal dollars and lack of loyalty to one place and loyalty to another. I mean, here's one. I love coffee and I love privately owned artisan, artisanal shops. You know, in my town, we have two options, the locally owned shop that roasts their own coffee and Starbucks. You know what? I go to Starbucks where they just do that much more than fulfill the role and hand me my Americano. They act like they appreciate my business because they've been trained to. And I know that. I know that the, the, the lady across from me, when I give her my money and she says, okay, you can pick up your happiness over there on the corner. Uh, it's, I, she was taught that, but I, you know, I appreciate it's an effort as opposed to the other place where they have the coffee is good, but they're so focused on the product. They don't give me a whole lot of spirit and enthusiasm. And I'm just not that driven to go give them my money. I mean, who on average likes a cupcake without frosting or or fire without heat? I mean, we want products and services and duties delivered with skill, but we want them with enthusiasm, inspiration, and gratitude. And that is the opportunity that we all have now. We don't need to increase our knowledge one single bit in regards to the roles that we do for this topic that we're hitting on today. And we're going to end with right now. We don't need much more than becoming enthusiastic caring about what we do, giving people more, going above and beyond more than the product or the service or the duty or the role or the job that we provide every day. We, they need our, they need our hearts. Again, they, they, they want, that's what Zig did for us is he showcased the, the benefit that we can give people and give ourselves with being positive, with being upbeat, with being encouraging. And it's something that we've got to bathe in daily as he so often told us. So put your skill and attitude together and be a, a lynch point, a linchpin as coined by Seth Godin, who happens to be, folks, the honored guest in our next show. Can't wait to be with you in that one. Thanks for listening today.